With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blade, episode 117. And yes, I am one of your co-hosts, Chad Didi Menaces, and I am back. And I remember the podcast episode run as well. But as always, <laughs> I'm joined by my two co-hosts who did a good job last week, I'll say. Uh, Anthony Chandra and Bill Shockey. Uh, fellas, I got to say, you guys are my first, um, besides going to work, uh, my first human interaction with people in the last two and a half weeks. So I appreciate you taking some time out of your evenings uh, to give me some relief from wanting to jump out a window. It's been going that well, huh? It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you saw my tweet today, I'll, I'll say to you, people who didn't see it. Should, yeah. If you have one kid, I mean, Bill, you kind of have this coming. I was, gonna, I was just going to say. You know, coming in like in, in March, right? In March. So we have a conversation to have. Right. So, uh, the people have been telling you the second one is easier. It'll go by a breeze. They are lying to you. Absolute lies. <laughs> Total. Anthony, I know they got one. Like, if you have another one, dude, like, lies. Just, just prepare yourself right now. Not even close to the truth. Dude, I have a literal gremlin living in my house. I, like, <laughs> honestly, the, the ethers started me on hard mode, like, right off the bat. <laughs> And either your old one or it's only going to be worse than the second one. So I don't, I don't know. It's going to be one extreme or the other, I think, for you. Yeah, I think I know which one it is, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I maybe for your wife, it'll be easy. And for you, it'll be hard. I think that's kind of how it'll work. Maybe. I wasn't too nervous until I read your tweet today. Yeah, it's – I mean, to be fair, it's not here's – the, here's the thing. It's <laughs> not like <laughs> – it's not like it's, she's like the worst kid in the world or anything. She's got to say she's two weeks old. What do you expect? But like, it's just sometimes when like you, you hold her and your arm hurts when she's sleeping and then you put her down and go, Oh, thank goodness. And then walk away to the room and hear her start crying five seconds later. And you want to put your fist through a wall. Like those are those kind of moments. Or if you think if she's sleeping on you, like, Oh good. And then you kind of walk to put her in her, like whatever, her bassinet or pack and play or whatever. Then you look down and your eyes are wide open and you're like, 
mother effort. Like that's those are the moments that have gotten me recently. That's that's the thing. Sounds like I'm in for it. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. But I will say I did see some of the responses to your tweet <laughs> as well, and uh, I do think that the fact of going through it once and at least knowing what to expect will make it a little easier. Even well, right, and I think people are right. Like it's it's like it's it's easier in the sense that like. I don't know. Like, like if you think about your first one, like if the kid like coughed and you'd run over there, like what's going on? Like, no, mm-hmm. it's like, what, you're fine. You're fine. Just pat on the back. She'll be good. Like it's that thing is easier, but like the sanity of life. And then we have a kid that's almost the same age. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine trying to deal with the screaming two week old and then having the, the toddler be like, yo, go get me some Cheerios. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's not always fun. He walks in the room like, this might be an awkward time to tell you this, but uh, definitely pissed my pants. <laughs> feel free to feel, feel this whenever you get a minute. I know you're under a lot of stress, Dad. You guys need me some food or not? Like, what's the deal here? Like, The yeah. quick story, close friends of ours, they, uh, they, they had a, a you know baby and they had an existing toddler. And... So like the, the, that's how you said that's so funny. Existing baby, t- existing toddler, <laughs> a pre-existing condition, if you will. Um, and like, so they, you know, they had, were attempting or thought they had successfully kind of like potty trained the toddler, and like they found his piss drawer. Uh, a few weeks later, he was just like peeing in his bottom drawer of his dresser. Oh which no! Is just amazing. And just like closing it back up. Like I just picture like the logic of a kid, right? Like, uh, if I close this again, the problem just goes away. <laughs> so it wasn't even soiled underwear in the drawer. He was just going in the drawer. Straight oh, no, no. Empty, drawer. straight up empty drawer. He emptied it. He's smart enough. To, he put, well, like, he so to technically, he's like, still potty trained, trained, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for, oh, for sure. I mean, he's just not going to the I right mean, spot. The, the execution was fantastic. <laughs> it was just the, the he's logic. He's just drunk. He can't yeah. find the potty. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go here. There. He's like, you guys seem busy, and I need help climbing up onto this thing. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna outsource this problem. <laughs> That's good. I, I guess I'll tell my quick, uh, funny story. I don't think my wife will mind. She doesn't listen to the podcast, anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, so, uh, Bill, I was gonna tell a group of friends. I didn't yet, so it'd be the first to hear this. And I think it's a, it's appropriate, but whatever. We're all human beings, y'all. Whatever. And anyway, here's a story. So my wife um, is currently uh, breastfeeding the child. So uh, it was, I think it was last Saturday morning. Uh, she was sleeping and I was awake holding uh, Gianna and Marco, the four-year-old, was sitting next to me and looking at her and talking about her. He started crying and he goes, what's your problem? And I said, I think she's hungry. So we're going to have to go wake up mom. Well, he looks at me and tries to pull up his shirt and I go, oh no. <laughs> oh no <laughs> continues to pull up his shirt points to his nipple and says well i can't feed her mine are too small so, <laughs> so uh that's um that's yeah that, that's kind of point back at you been. and be like but dad yours are just <laughs> right. and let me see yours let me see if you can do it pop that shirt off the guy we're going to town <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which, funny enough, you have sent the Snapchat of her trying to. Yeah, that is true. She has, I was holding her the other day and she was, I felt biting at my shirt and looked <laughs> down and she was going to town. So that wasn't really, my wife, as my wife calls them, my worthless nipples weren't uh, 
helpful for her at the time. But yeah, so that that's the baby stuff. So that's the situation we're in. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I uh, hope we didn't scare people off from having kids or um, you were turned off by our nipple conversation. But uh, <laughs> hopefully you stuck around for the hockey stuff. We're going to get to that now because some things have happened uh, over the last week or so. I mean, for goodness sake, we finally got a trade. Like, that's crazy. They get defensively moved. We got a forward. So Scandella out the door for a fourth-round pick to Montreal. That fourth-round pick comes back. Well, not goes back, but gets flipped to the Flames for Michael Frolik, who we've heard about rumored for probably a month now, and that ended up happening. So Frolik finally gets his immigration stuff figured out. He's at practice. He'll probably play tomorrow slash today, depending on listening, against the Blues. But we have injuries. But Lawrence Pilot is here. I don't know. I mean, there's kind of a lot of different – ways we can go i mean the team is undefeated in 2022 so there's that in in your pocket i I don't know where do you guys i'm just kind of getting back in the flow here so i kind of like you guys where do you should we start with the trades is that where you want to go first yeah so what do you guys think michael fro league yes no yeah whatever anthony you want to go first ufa out ufa in oh sorry (laughs) oh bill went first that's his bill has some opinions (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, like, kind of like I said, it's just it's UFA out, UFA in. Um, at least it's the beginning of finally flipping one million and one now, just one million defensemen to yeah uh, forward status. So, I mean, I think I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good. I think he'll be able to slot into the a top six for you, and and he'll be all right. I don't think he's going to like he's had a down year this year, but over his career, he hasn't been that bad, and I think he'll he'll be able to figure it out here in Buffalo. I, I think it'll be fine, but again, I think it's just uh, who was it? Was it uh, Dominic, one of your analytic guys, who tweeted the gif of putting the piece of tape over the correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like I said, it's it's hard for me to get super excited about it, but I think it's it's finally a move that maybe should have been done a long time ago, and still waiting for the move that's actually going to move the needle here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of where I am. It's it's a start. Yeah, I mean, in and of itself, the move is fine. Uh, you're, you know, you're you're taking a in in terms of overall value, I think they're pretty equal. You know, what I mean, players. I don't think any team won the trade. I think you just took kind of like depth piece for depth piece, like area of need for area of need, and like cool. You know, what I mean, like like Bill just said, expiring contracts for both of them. Uh, not really any cap savings for either team. Um, but you know, for a leak and, and Chad, it kind of goes back to the article you wrote, uh, shortly after the Sabres acquired him They're they're a little bit kind of betting on past production with him. Cause if you look before this year, his underlying metrics are very good. Uh, yeah. He was so, a play driving winger. Yeah. yeah. So if, if he can kind of resurrect that, I don't know that he can, cause there's no second line center here of, of note. So. <laughs> oh, Johansson is starting to go again, but he still, is, I agree. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, if he can rediscover that and, and start driving play, maybe even catalyze, you know, someone into force somebody into uh, becoming a second line center, then great. I mean, it's it's really a no risk trade. I mean, Scandella was yeah. your sixth to seventh guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he was having a better year. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's still Marco Scandella. It's not like you, you know, what I mean, you're, you're not going to miss him, especially, uh, you know, if at some point they they actually a pilot in the lineup like full time. Uh, you're you're not going to miss his presence at all. So yeah, good deal. I'm I'm in favor of it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same spot. Like you said, <laughs> it, you know, I wrote about it a little bit. So it's a it, yeah. I mean, you're you're banking on past performance, basically. You know, he's a 31 year old winger. Um, 
has the history of a play driving winger. So, you know, if you can get a guy here who seems like he is, he's motivated to prove he saw something, you know, he saw his value in this league that um, in a way he he's playing for another contract. Um, he's going to be a free agent when the season is over. So, you know, you're getting a player with some motivation, uh, looking to um, get a fresh start and, and getting a fresh start in a team that kind of desperately needs him. And I, I think putting him in a role too where he's not being a – healthy scratch slash fourth line winger playing 10 minutes a night. You know, he's, he's going to start in the top six. Maybe that's just now because of injuries. Uh, but now he's going to play with Johansson and Siri, it looks like, against the Blues. So he's going to get his chance. So we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Um, you know, if there's no real risk here, it's it, it's actually the trade is scandal for for a league just they went to different teams. So it's right. whatever. I think that's kind of, if you want to be honest, a pretty fair swap, right? You got a, yeah. ideally you got a bottom six winger for a bottom pair defenseman. Like that, that's kind of the most I think you can hope for. So I, I think in the summer, if someone would have told you you could trade scandal for for a league, you would do that hands down without question, right? So it's, you know, that you know, we'll, we'll take it and we'll see what happens with it. Um, it's not special. Yeah, it uh, is. It so is, right? low risk, potentially no reward. Yeah, he's, exactly. Maybe a little reward. I mean, that is Bottle's thing, right? He's, he's going to grab the guy with, uh, you know, maybe a higher floor or low ceiling. That's kind of his thing. Besides Jeff Skinner, that, that's kind of his thing, it appears. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if somebody can actually burst through the ceiling one of these days in one of his moves. But what about uh, – I mean, I don't want to spend too much time. I mean, nobody's really going to miss Skinner, right? I mean, besides, he played, he played well when he was, you know, this season. So, I mean, like – there might be some missing him, but, you know, I think since Henry Yokiharu is still here, I think we're all going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only weird thing maybe is that he went to Montreal, but whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, for the player, that's good. That's where he's from. It's where he lives. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. good for Scandella, and best of luck to him, and we'll see how that goes for him. Um, but as a fallout, kind of from that, uh, something we've been clamoring for for a long time now, uh, Lawrence Pilots here, guys. I mean, we had to get a Jake McCabe injury for that to happen. Uh, but took long enough. Right. But he's here. Uh, he pressed for the wrist lining today, which is pretty awesome. That's what they're going to do. That's a good idea. So it's exciting. And, and I guess it's kind of the next step is, okay, looks like he's probably going to play. But if McCabe's supposed to be back like on Friday or over the weekend, like Kruger said, well, is he going right back down or is he staying? I think that's kind of the – the catcher in here, I want to see, like, are you just calling him up because you need a defenseman or are you calling him up because you realize he's actually good and you need him to be here? Well, I think him slotting into the lineup, so it would seem right away, is is a decent side in that regard. I mean, you know, trade request notwithstanding. I mean, they, you know, it's clear that they kind of like Zach Bogosian. Um, so him kind of supplanting him right off the bat is, I think, a good sign. But if you listen to Kruger on GR this morning, seemed like maybe he was kind of indicating that he'd be sent back down, which yeah, Lawrence yeah. Pilot, man, what a kick in the groin that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Is there any way he can play the doors off tomorrow? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Play 20, 22 minutes a night with Risto. And Look, so, I, I don't know I, I'd be kind of surprised if he performs poorly, to be honest. I, I mean, right. Risto's, Risto's playing pretty good right now. So if you're going to, I mean, surprisingly, so if you're going to put him there, then that pair worked last year and, you know, Risto's performing better than he was last year. So you would think that you're going to get good performance out of that. And you have pilot coming up with some confidence because he's, you know, he's arguably one of the better defensemen in the NHL, AHL this season. Uh, he was an all-star. Right. So, you know, that, that's good. And, and 
The thing is, though, I don't know if it matters how well he plays, to be honest. Yeah. His team functions. So, I, I don't know. I mean, we've seen players like Curtis Lazar play well, and they went right back down. Or, you know, other guys that look like Thompson, another guy who maybe earned an opportunity in camp, and he went down. So, it's – I don't know. It's hard to ever understand or realize what Jason Bottle's thinking. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Because really, when McCade comes back, like, I guess you could set Miller, but like, are you going to set McCade for – pilot like you should you should but are they but are they going to like they, they realistically won't. no yeah. right and they're gonna they're gonna put him right back with this lining too like that's i don't know we'll see I, if you if you pin me down right now i would say he goes back when mccabe is healthy but honestly i hope that's not the case yeah uh the next other big news thing that happened uh unfortunate and kind of not ideal, plus he was Skinner out, is the Sabres lost Victor Olsen for five to six weeks with a fluky uh, ankle so injury. Weird. <sighs> yeah, right. Wasn't even touched. Just No contact. No, just Sabres luck just hit a rut. They scored ice. on the play. <laughs> right, right. It's the worst part. So it's, yeah, it's it's tough. So Olsen out five to six weeks. Uh, you know, I guess it makes a pro-league trade kind of more important. But I don't know. I mean, I, I wrote about it. They're going to have to really, I think, you know, I mean, they're one of the better – Shot suppression, quality suppression teams in the league. You know, give Kruger credit for that. He's he's changed that with this team. Uh, top ten in shot quality against, uh, shot attempts against, and goals against at five on five. So now that's good. But I think they're gonna have to really lean heavily on that defense. And kind of the way I wrote it in the article is, I think the blueprint for the Panthers game. You know, you had a good special teams. You got a power play goal. Uh, you got up early, and then you really just you know choked out, if lack of a better word. Um, the Panthers, you know, during that game, the third period, they kind of got some chances because of score effects, but first two periods, I mean, I think it was like a 0.19 or 0.27 expected goals for in those two periods by the Panthers, and that's some lockdown defense. So they're going to lean on that. They're going to play some boring, ugly hockey and try to get some wins to stay afloat heading into the All-Star break, or if they can't do that, I think they might actually be out of this thing by the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean uh... – like you tweeted out the, or I think actually Kevin tweeted out this morning, they have to kind of play some New Jersey devil style of hockey. Yep. You know I mean? Just suppress the danger and hope your big guns can, you know, get you a couple goals and that's how they're going to stay in this thing. I mean, they just don't have the depth, but they do have a good defense and they're getting, you know, good to very good goaltending from all Mark. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of how they're going to have to do it and, and stay in this thing. I'm still not confident that, you know, by let's call it the end of, I don't know, even February, let's say, they're, they're still yeah. going to be realistic. But yeah. for right now, that's that's got to be your strategy, I think. I mean, the tough part is everyone has games in hand on you too, you know? Right. So, I mean, you're, right. I think, if I'm not mistaken, you're three points behind third place in the Atlantic and then five points out of the wild card. But, yeah. I mean, realistically, you're like eight five points. Eight points, brother. Eight points, Eight points okay. out of the Atlantic, five out of the wild card. Jeez, I don't know that much. Out. Okay, so they're in so a world. Toronto's won, what, 10 of 13? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're I mean, the Atlantic is almost gone pretty much from you. So, really get to hope the wild card. And again, everyone's got game in the hand on you. So, it's going to be tough. And they're going to need to win a lot of games second half. And I don't think I'll be able to do it. I just want to be the able to thing, do it. Well, the good thing about it is February is not that difficult of, of, a, of a line of opponents. March is. There. March is. Well, that's the same build as that. You got you to get there. Well, for sure. Right, right. <clears throat> you got to survive January, which, I mean, you could do. But it kind of gets back to where this started is one is that 
when is that needle moving move going to come? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. Are we just going to sit here now and wait to the deadline, or like, will it ever come? come? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I, well, I know the guy... thing. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like that wasn't that the rumor <laughs> after like the fourth round pick happened, trade happened, and then they said yeah. there's more to come, and then even after the pro league trade, they're like they're setting up for more to come. Yeah. Since then, yeah, though, it's kind of been. I told you guys, I think, and you know, the guys in our, and we have that group chat. I, I was honestly surprised Miller survived the weekend. I thought he was going to go. Um, there was some talk that they were getting close on a move around the Fro League and Scandella deal, but it's kind of been quiet for now. So we'll see. We'll see what Bottle does because I think if he doesn't make the move here in the next couple of weeks and they do fall out of this, then well, he's a seller, then, right? Then it's Shiri and VC and whoever he can get off this team. And maybe if he decides to trade Rodriguez instead of making him sit in the corner. Like, so hmm. <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know. It's, it, it's hard. I mean, I don't want to get too much on the trade stuff. So I know we got a lot of questions on it. So I kind of want to save that yep. the question part at the end. So we'll, we'll kind of park the bus on that for now. But um, beyond that, the other team a little bit, we're kind of, we're kind of just checking things off the list here. Um, next up on the list, world juniors. So Dylan cousins won a gold medal, uh, played very well, scored a goal in the gold medal game. So that's encouraging to see. Uh, Portillo didn't – I don't even think he played one game. Uh, Picard was a disappointment. Uh, but the good thing about Picard is he got traded today, if you didn't see that. So he went from Barry to uh, Sudbury, and he is probably going to play with top-rated prospect Quentin Byfield, so he'll rack up a lot of points. But, you know, Picard, I think on this podcast, wasn't unless we've kind of tried to – throw some water on the fire there with some of the people. And, you know, realistically, this guy bottom six forward and, you know, a disappointing tournament. He was not producing very well at all uh, at Barry, you know, over the last thing was like 12 to 15 games. So we'll see what he does at Sudbury and, you know, playing with Byfield probably going to help him produce, but, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a great uh, year two in the, uh, junior league for Picard, respectively. We were hoping for a lot more there, and then following up with a poor World Juniors, um, it's kind of a bummer. But at the same time, for me, it's not that surprising either. Yeah, you know, a little disappointing. Obviously, his World Junior performance isn't what you wanted, uh, but I, I think you know the trade, like you said, is going to be good for him. Build a little confidence with <clears throat> hopefully playing with some of those, uh, you know, high-powered guys in, in Byfield and, and whomever else on. on uh, Sudbury, so we'll see. Him and Byfield can build chemistry when they play together, right? Isn't that the joke, right? <laughs> yeah, future is. teammates. But yeah, I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, he, the most I ever kind of pegged him to be was, uh, you know, a bottom six kind of, yeah. you know, pest player. So if he doesn't work out, it's really not the end of the world, though. For a team that has almost nothing in the form of forward depth in the system, you'd like those guys to work out and surpass yeah. expectations rather than fall short of them. So whatever. Anything in the World Juniors, Bill, or you kind of, yeah, whatever. I actually cannot believe I'm staring at the standings and just noticed Detroit's a minus 72. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't they just beat, like, Montreal twice in a week, though? And like So the three, of their, three of their ten wins have become against Montreal this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Oh, the Canadians. That's great. Yes. But um, if we're, you know, I'm still on the point of World Juniors, uh, Cousins was very, very good. And I thought he got actually better as the tournament went on. Yeah. Um, I know Kevin was lamenting this a lot on Twitter, but if oh, he got credited, yeah, yeah, he, there were like two assists that he earned. And I was at work for that first game, but yeah. I, I missed that one. But uh, 
if he had gotten those two assists, he'd have been tied for the tournament lead in goals or something. So kind of yeah. or in, in points in rather. Points, so yeah, yeah. so that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, but he played yeah, well. He did. He played. So that's encouraging. You know, that Canadian team was stacked. I mean, yeah, that, that kid's gonna go first overall. He's um, Lafreniere is. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. So whoever gets him is gonna be pretty excited because he looks like the real deal. Um. Barrett Hayton was good too, besides not taking his helmet off from the Russian national anthem. Other than that, he was he was pretty good for them. So World Juniors, that's in the books now. Canadian gold. Um I, I oh I forgot. <laughs> not forgot, but it's <clears throat> it's indic- it's indicative of his play. You forgot Matthias Samuelson. Talk about him playing for team USA. You did yikes. He played a lot. Um I was unimpressed. Uh somebody uh Olivia, I don't remember her last name, but Olivia did some, you know, tracking of passing and stuff like that, and his passing was atrocious. And watching the game, um, the games, they weren't very good. People were, I think rightfully so, calling him a, you know, a mini Ristolainen in a way. <laughs> I, I don't think he skates nearly as good as Risto, but no. you know, the big guy that really can't make passes, and that was Team USA's issue. Um, and he played a ton of minutes, and he was a part of that, and I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to trade this guy as soon as somebody will take it. He wore a C for Team USA. Somebody, some GM. Somebody's going to take right. him. Well, yeah, and it's not just like sell him for scraps, but like somebody will trade you something for him. I'm, I mean, I, I know we've said this. We said this like all summer about Ristolainen, and it's just history repeating itself. But I, I, I got to figure that, you know, a Team USA letterman, you know what I mean? Just yeah. a big, strong D man with some offensive upside. Like someone's taking that flyer. And would the Kings do like we're getting ahead of ourselves, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But would the Kings do like a second round pick and Samuelson for Tafoli? Like, would you do that? Like, yes, yesterday. Yeah. You know who else was the team or uh, World Junior captain? It wasn't Jake McCabe? Uh, Jake McCabe was too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet you there are a lot of GMs out there. Yeah. That's true. One gold. So I bet there's a lot of GMs out there who would like Jake McCabe too. Yeah. I, I, I Sounds can. like he's just gonna come up and fit in perfectly to our misery. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Uh, all right. So, last thing on my list here before we get to the second half of the podcast and talk questions uh, All Star Game. So, Eichel is going to St. Louis in the NHL. Uh, Pilot and Jonas Johansson are going in the AHL All Star Game. And then our good friend, um, Uka Pekka uh is going to the ECHL, <laughs> excuse me, All Star Game. So, uh, Couple all stars for the Sabres in the organization at different levels, but that's good to see. Eichel is not surprising at all. Uh, Pilot and Johansson are not surprising, and neither is Lukanen because he's played well too. So I don't know if there's really not much to dive into there, but good for the Sabres and good for some prospects. See the jerseys? They're terrible. Atrocious. <laughs> so bad. Someone did point out, though, that they're cool for St. Louis because it looks like it's on like sheet music, their, their music note logo. Because of the bars going horizontally across the jersey, I think my favorite was somebody took a college ruled sheet of paper and cut out a jersey <laughs> shape and just started drawing logos on it. That's perfect. <laughs> and it was pretty uh, great. That's good. They look that's like funny. the the Chinese knockoffs that you could buy of like a team's jersey. I don't know. They're bad, but I invested like like I was telling Chad, I've invested zero mental real estate in how much I care about an All Star Game jersey. But there's still. Oh, early. speaking of the All Star, uh, or no, the skills comp happened too. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah. I didn't pay much attention to that. I didn't either, but it happened. 
I know I saw that Colin Miller tied uh, wrist line for harder shot, so that was <laughs> beyond that. I don't know. I think I I, I checked in, saw like everybody's favorite Paul Hamilton uh, tweet about how the hardest shot meter wasn't working and just kept scrolling. <laughs> yeah, or wasn't it one like somebody's like Dalton Smith got robbed and like the third time like his slap shot was like 86 miles an hour like oops gotta love it Dalton Smith have we talked Actually, about real quick too Ryan's, you didn't... we have not oh. talked about that we talked about it when it happened like woo woo yay but not since he got sent back down predictably in in game. I mean I don't want to spend a lot of time on it but just wanted to mention that that craziness go ahead Bill whatever you're going to say I was just going to say forward lines in general uh, for today. I know before the pod we were talking about how you guys liked them. Yeah, Yeah, they're not too bad. I mean, it's even the defense pairs, you know, I I think it's kind of best. All all things considered. Right, exactly. um, Only thing I'm kind of surprised about, it's not that it's a bad thing. I I thought they'd put Froelich with Eichel and Reinhardt, to be honest. Right. Um, But I think putting him with Johansson and Sherry is fine. So, you know, do that. I'm curious to keep seeing what Esplin does up there. Yeah. Yeah, his underlying numbers were fine. Um, but watching the game, I kind of think he had some struggles at times. Mm-hmm. But didn't they put know. Scott Wilson up there for like they did in the third period? Yeah. The third period it was it was odd because Aspen didn't play very much in the third period. No. Um but I don't know why but Scott Kruger Wilson does that. playing that much. It's either. like, all right, you're benched this period. <laughs> all right. And then I'm gonna put you on the first line again right after that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, what do you know? I mean they almost lost the game, but they won. They so <laughs> ain't complain that much. By the way, I was there. Really cool kind of aesthetic, and obviously they didn't wear the jerseys, but everything else they did was really yeah, that was awesome disappointing. for 90s day. But yeah, that sounded like it. But yeah, that was disappointing they didn't wear the jerseys. That was kind of uh, frustrating. I mean, you kind of knew they wouldn't. I know, but like, it was so easy. It's so easy. Like Vancouver so did it. Vancouver does all the time. Like, just, mm-hmm. yeah. Can you just you. get one thing right? Like, you made a cool jersey. Like. He couldn't like wear like the other ones at all, like in warm-ups. I don't know. I mean, for God's sakes, you had the people who came back, the alumni wearing them. You couldn't get a couple more like for the guys to wear at warm-ups. Whatever. So I'll break a rumor just so you're not the only one who does it on the site or on the, <laughs> on the pod. Um, I, I have heard from what's called a semi-reliable source that the Pagula's would very much like to distance themselves from anything Regis for some reason. So they are. And I get it because the whole like. Right. Bankruptcy uh, thing. uh, Allegedly, they are very much against ever kind of uh, reprising the red and black in any way, shape, or form. They they realize that they kind of had to this year because like, what the hell else are you going to do? You know, it's the 50th and people are going to be nuts over it. But in people hoping for a red and black third at some point, I've got bad news for you. It's not happening. No. No. But it's like, I, I get that part of it. And the other part of it is like, honestly, this year though, I don't really care. Like, also, honestly, it was fans. what twenty years ago. Who gives a crap anymore? Right. Whatever. I mean, I get the premise, but this year is about the okay. fans and like, you know, who gives a shit? Like, just have them wear the jersey, warm up, and be quiet. Nobody even remembers you know Adelphia you Cable. You know how it'll make you feel better is you sell those jerseys and then you put money in your pocket. Like, then mm-hmm. you'll feel better. Like. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, like, n- not for nothing. I'm not crapping out the the owner's actual profession, but like, do you really have the moral high ground in anything when you're fucking fracking? Like, I'm sorry. I'm surprised they honestly even realized that it was 90s day or night, whatever. Because <laughs> didn't the Bills have a playoff game that day? So like, they probably they didn't did. really like. 
You could have snuck it in. Somebody could have snuck it by and they would have never would have noticed. So yeah. Oh, what are you well. gonna do? Sabres for you. Although Vancouver will come here like Saturday and wear their pretty cool third jerseys and the Sabres won't acknowledge or anything like that. <laughs> <sighs> Jersey talk. All right. So <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, like I said, I had this weird cough, like post drip thing. So if I'm gonna cough and I haven't done it so far in this podcast a lot, but I have to deal with that a little bit. I apologize for that. But as I was saying before my lungs decided to make me cough, um, we're going to get to our break here because we're kind of running out on the clock. So we'll get to our break. I know we got a lot of good questions in, so I kind of want to spend the entire second half of the podcast uh, diving into that. So uh, we'll get a 30-second break in here. So for Chad, Anthony, and Bill, we're back after the break to answer your fan questions. And you are listening to Die by the Blade on the SB Nation Podcast Network. All right, welcome back. So we'll get right back into it. Like I said, we're going to spend the rest of the podcast here answering your questions because we did have some good ones come in. So mm-hmm. uh, we will jump right into that. So as per usual, uh, Mr. Shockey will be the guy who reads the questions and we'll all answer them and discuss them. So Mr. Shockey, the floor is yours. All right, Chad. So welcoming you back. I think we'll kick it off with an easy one. John Cozera wants to know if you listened to the last episode and are Anthony and I grounded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you guys I listened to it. Uh, I think I got most of the way through. Uh, I mean, you guys do an hour and 20 minute podcast together. And like, <laughs> <laughs> me Too off much fun. There, but, um, yeah, no, you're not grounded. Uh, Anthony had to write in the chalkboard a hundred times. I will not curse in the podcast 45 <laughs> times. Uh, but other than that, you know, it was good. You guys did pretty good. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, Chad came back pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be running next week, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, coming back, man. Now I'm going to come back immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, New York State even gives more parental leave than Chad took on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, this one might be a little harder since you've been off for a little bit, but a couple of wins against decent teams to start the new year. Is there any kind of metric or anything you're seeing to indicate what the Sabres are doing differently? Defense. I think we talked about a little bit. Playing defense. Playing better defense. Um, also, yeah, their special teams has played better. Right. Uh probably kills kind of been hit or miss still, but speaking I, of real quick, not to cut you off, but go God, ahead. But that Reinhardt shot. No. Oh, oh, that was eight. awesome. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's like whenever he shoots, like, oh man, nice shot. Like he never he doesn't do it all the time, but like when he does, yep. like weird. Sandy I feel Reinhardt. like once a year we say that. Right. And he had I another one too. Like, Didn't he have like the New Jersey game? Like second game of the season. He had that really nice power play goal. Came off the wall and just sniped Blackwood, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, defense. That that's my answer. Defense is is the big change there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, obviously they're not scoring a lot more goals. So <laughs> defense, it is. John Brown wants to know: Is Brandon Lemieux an appropriate comparison for Picard? Yeah. So I looked. I saw this question, and I uh, actually looked it up a little bit. So there. I mean, this is before Picard got traded, so I was going to come on here and say, well, yeah, it looks like they're probably going to have similar uh, junior careers in terms of production. Um, it, the way Lemieux has turned out as being a nice fourth-line player for the Rangers, um, 
yeah, to be honest, I think that's kind of a good hope of what you can get out of Picard, a nice fourth liner that can, you know, antagonize the opponent, I guess you could say, under their skin and provide some scoring and, you know, be a decent depth player for you. So, yeah, I honestly think that was a really good comparison. And I know one was a second round pick, one was a fourth, and then you being a second. But uh, I think if you can get Brendan Lemieux's career, um, you'd be pretty happy out of a Picard pick. I don't know if you're going to, but if you get that, you should be pretty impressed. Yeah, um, no, I I agree with everything you're saying there. All righty. Kobe wants to know, but he says, I can't take the whiplash of optimism, pessimism in the back and forth again this season. How do you recommend he deals with it? <laughs> My advice at this point would be find a new team. But <laughs> How would you go first this time, Anthony? Well, I mean, it's not going anywhere. We talked about <laughs> it uh, the last couple episodes, I think, you know, the the peaks and valleys thing. It's yeah. it's kind of just the nature of of this beast, man. I mean, there's going to be ups and downs. It's it's just the way that they're not a deep enough team to stay consistent. I don't think. Right. Yeah. And and you know, kind of like we alluded to earlier in the podcast, where they are deep enough, it, deep enough is deep on defense, and that's going to be how they're going to win games. So if you're looking for some kind of um, I don't know silver lining of consistency here, so you don't go and get whiplash from you know <laughs> them going up and down hope that they can suppress danger enough on defense and do what phil housley couldn't which is rely on your team to score two goals and still win a game because that was like phil housley's whole strategy but he just didn't have the horses or the or the technique to be honest with you or deployment intelligence a lot of things to pull it off but that was kind of what he wanted to do so they kind of uh, if they're going to win, they got to play some boring hockey, and it sucks, but that that's really the only way I see out of it, unless Botterill, of course, makes a crazy move and gets some more scoring in here, but that does not appear imminent. Boring hockey it is. Yeah, so I'll be the one this time to say I agree with everything Anthony said. There it is. <laughs> Channel out <laughs> <had> a break. <laughs> exactly. My voice seems to break. All righty. So, category time. Froleek. Anna wants to know, what should we expect from Froleek? Uh... I think I talked about it earlier, so I don't want to yeah. rehash it too much, to be honest. You know, I think you're getting at this point in his career a bottom six winger. Um that's motivated and you hope you get a strong second half out of him. I, I don't know. I, I you're gonna get a guy who's gonna help in the penalty kill. Um I don't know how much he's gonna score, to be honest. You know, I, I could say he scores two goals the rest of the year. I could say he maybe he'll pop you eight to ten. I, I don't I honestly don't know. So we'll have to see. Um which Michael Freak shows up, the one that we've seen pretty much all season in Calgary or the one that has glimpses of his past. So it's hard to say at this point, you know, hope you get the past one, but if you get the one that you've seen so far this season, then, you know, just remember Father Time usually always wins. Yeah. I mean, like we kind of alluded to earlier, I mean, he's, going to be what he is you know what I mean? he can't hurt it's not like he's going to hurt your forward depth because no it's be no really terrible so. No. so i mean it's you know let, let's see what he does i mean best case scenario he chips in offensively provides a presence in the you know that kind of middle six or maybe they do try him with eichel but yeah i mean he's i think it's it's going to look like a better addition when they're healthy if that makes sense right because because depth has yeah. been the problem all year and if you get Skinner and Olsen back, you, you've got a little more depth on the wing, which we've been all kind of clamoring for. So there you go. Makes sense to me. So Daniel Lehman, following up with that, wants to know, why play Froelich on his left side when he's a righty, vice versa for Shiri? Is there any kind of logic to that? I don't think it matters the wingers, to be honest. It's not like defensemen where you want to play him on their um, 
you know, their, their right set, whatever hand they are. Um, you know, defensemen, you know, there's pivoting, there's positionally, there's retrieving a puck, there's uh, passing, there's, there's stick placement. There's a lot that goes into that. So it's a little more difficult to switch your handedness uh, defensively, but I don't think it matters at forward, to be honest. And, and a lot of the forwards early in the season, VC and Shiri kind of said as much. So I mean, sometimes a preference. Some players like playing their off wing because it gives them a different look when they come down. Um, so it's more of a player preference maybe, but in terms of performance, any of the side, I don't think it's really going to make a difference at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know if it's a, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a technique thing or, or a strategy thing that they're doing. I think it's just, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think it'll mm-hmm. matter. I mean, they could have asked for like two. Do you have a preference? What side do you want to play? I was like, yeah, sure. I to the left. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get through customs. Transitioning into topic of trades and contracts. Andrew Arturo has a nice transition with is for leak move, actually an indication of trades to come in the coming weeks. And I'll actually follow that up with, since we talked about it a little bit, Joshua Kelleher's, if the Sabres make a trade for Miles Wood, would you see him go? What would you see going back to New Jersey? As a deal? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it sounded like. Cause I alluded to earlier with uh, Colin Miller was New Jersey. Um, in a forward becoming back. I don't know where the forward is that'd be coming back. You know, it could be Miles Wood, it could be Brat. Um, those are just some rumored players here in New Jersey that's available, but it's what it sounded like New Jersey and the Sabres have something cooking, but it's kind of gone quiet for now, so we'll see if that happens. But um I don't know. I, I think we talked about it before. I, I don't know. I, I think it I think what happens here before the all star break or the next week or two maybe kind of determines if Battle's gonna make that next big move or kind of just stick his hands back in his pocket, kick his feet up and go, well, injuries and call it a season. So yes, we'll see. <laughs> right. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, give me Jesper Bratt. If I'm being honest, that's, right, that's who yeah. I'd really want, but uh, it, right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, I think his question was kind of specifically about miles wood. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's whatever he's, he's kind of like a, a VC with better defensive impacts. So I he's, guess. I mean, just yeah, right. I mean, I don't, like, I don't dislike Miles Wood, but it's like no, he's yeah, fine. Another bottom six forward. Okay, like <laughs> he's he's the definition of fine. You know what I mean? Right. It's just he's yeah. fine. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, cool, but I mean, there's not a ton I mean, again, of people on New me, Jersey that excites me. I'd rather have primary, right. but I don't know if we yeah. have anything that they no. that would entice Jersey to give him to us. No. I mean, we're talking about a needle moving addition. Like Miles right. Wood is not going to be that either. You could do it, fine. He's here on your team next year because of his contract, but mm-hmm. that's not going to make you a playoff team. Right. right. right and right, I cringe right. a little when Anthony said higher defensive impacts because I didn't hear anything about scoring in that conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, that one year. Well, no. The one year he scores on the Sabres 20. all the time. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> right. What if he's on the Sabres? So he's going to score in practice? Great. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to score on himself perpetually. <laughs> I mean, he had that one year where he scored like 20 goals, right? So I think he's kind of living off that. So. What else? John Allen, that was a little contract talk. There was thought preseason that if Reinhardt had a monster year, he could command eight plus in his new contract. He's playing well, but do you think at his current pace may have him signing for less than originally thought? Oh, he'll be under eight. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think I think you're looking at seven, seven and a half, unless he goes on some crazy terror, which I don't see it happening. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've always maintained he's going to make more money than Nylander, and Nylander got six point nine seven. Um. So what seven point two five maybe is your sweet spot maybe a little under that so that's fine with me I mean that's kind of what a sixty five point seventy point player is right. worth in this league right and that's 
you know, I mean, there's people who just like right now don't want to pay that much money. And, you know, we've had that conversation numerous times, but. I'm going to tell you what, though, if they had picked Sam Reinhart 20th overall instead of second, they then just production being the same. Right. They'd, they'd, right. Be, they'd be fine with that contract. Yeah, absolutely. And if he skated faster. That's okay. I mean, that's really it, right? I mean, he skated faster yeah. and he was flashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's no different than, you know, if he skated faster, was flashy and still scored 60 and scored the same exact amount of points and had the same exact impacts. People right. would like him more, but it's, it's, he's not mm-hmm. eye catching. Like right. you, you can't really, you can't, what he does doesn't show up in the stats. He was hit all the time. Like his, you know, it's Eichel, Eichel, Eichel makes him better, but like nobody ever acknowledges what Reinhardt then does for Eichel in return. You know, that, that never gets talked about because it's always, well, always Eichel making their Eichel gets all these points where, you know, like maybe there's some going the other way too, but I don't want to get down my Sam Reinhardt rabbit hole. Hmm. <laughs> What you're saying yeah. is no Olafson. We need more fancy uh, Sam Reinhart clappers from the side. Yeah, exactly. Over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> the contract will be all right. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, on to the goaltending. Jimmy, would you consider trying to trade Hutton? I know we all talked about saying yes if you can get something. Uh, whatever value he may have. And bringing up Hammond for a backup role and then UPL goes to Rochester. I feel it could maybe free up a little cap, more flexibility for a trade for Ford. Maybe a team like San Jose would take a bite. I love so, the fun there, by the way. So here's the deal. Looking at a little rumor talk here. I got some rumor for you. Um, so everybody gather around the, uh, the the speaker here. So my understanding is they would like to move Hutton before the deadline. Um, there was even, I heard, not nah, someone told me, but like I heard, I thought I saw somewhere where someone said they even took calls on him last year, but um they, this year, I've been told that they would like to move him before the deadline um, if they can find a suitor, which I think they can find one, they'll do it. So hmm. what that means then uh, is I need a goaltender in return. So there's a couple of things that could happen here. I don't think it's going to be Hammond. Uh, I would think that what they'll do is it'll be Jonas Johansson. Or what I was told today is interesting um, if you guys read or anybody read Craig Custance's piece today, there was a goaltender in there uh, that the Sabres do have interest in. They like this player, and that's New York Rangers goaltender Alexander Georgiev. So they have some interest in that player. The Rangers are looking to move him out because obviously they have Lundqvist. Um, they have that kid who started, the Russian kid, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name and butcher it, uh, who started the other day and has very high praise and. Uh, is you know the next guy to take over for Lundqvist. So, you know they are looking to move him out for some sort of assets. And you know Georgiev is an, is an interesting player. You know if you look at his save percentage, um, his goals against average. You know he's a nine oh nine save percentage and a three point one eight goals against average, which is not going to wow you. But if you look at his you know adjusted stuff, his Fenwick save percentage is ninety three point four eight, which is twenty fourth in the league. Uh, his goal save above expected is a 1.08, which I think was 18. Uh, his goal save above average is 30th. So, again, none of those numbers are really eye-popping. But at the same time, to remember, this is also a goaltender who has decent numbers on a team like the Rangers who just get pumped with shots and high-quality attempts against. So, he's 23 years old. Um, I, I think the plan is to have Allmark and somebody else run the tandem the next two years. Um, I was also told today they don't want Lucan in touching the NHL next season, ideally. 
Uh, they want him in Rochester when splitting time there. And then I guess we'll kind of see where it goes from there. So there's your rumor for the day. So, you know, don't be surprised if the Sabres maybe get involved in the goaltending market here. And especially if Georgiev is available and, you know, the, the price is right for them. There you go. And that kind of takes care of Chris Randall's question. If Hutton continues to get a five plus a game, the Sabres some point just wave him and call someone from Roch. Is there any pressure to get UPL up to the end of the season? But again, you just answered all that. So they're never going to wave Hutton, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, get that uh, in there. That's not happening. They respect him too much, and yeah, it's not, they'll, they'll never wave. Him. They'll trade him. They'll never going to wave him. Made it into the Trey White video, so he's never getting waved. <laughs> right. <laughs> Starter Hutton. <baby. laughs> All right, on to the future. That's what I'll call this one. Salty Pamps. Winning without Olsen and Skinner, does this diminish the importance of those two? I was waiting for somebody to laugh. I was trying so hard to just move on. (laughs) So winning without Olsen and Skinner, does this diminish the importance of those two or further evolve? Can I say that now? Elevate? Yeah, elevate Jack's status as... Elite slash MVP, not that we needed any more proof. No, I don't think it diminishes anything. No. I mean, didn't the Sabres win a handful of games without Eichel last time he was hurt when Reinhardt was just scoring up a storm? <laughs> the Sabres won a handful of games in the tank year, so. <laughs> right. I mean, they won a lot of games without Darlene, too. Not a lot, but they won games without Darlene, too, when he was hurt. So, like, no. I mean, it's just it's hockey, you know? I mean, you change your style of play. Like we said, you play more defensive and you win games that way, but. No, I don't think it diminishes anything. You know that they're those are key, key uh, pieces to your roster. They need back as soon as possible. All right, James asking, do you think the Sabers will have any money assets this summer to be real contenders next year versus a fringe playoff team? If not, when? I've seen that question many, many times. <laughs> so, what was the first part of that question again? Do you think the Sabers will have the money assets in the summer to become a real contender money. next year? Okay, I want to make sure it said money there. Okay, yeah, Anthony, or if they'll just first. be a fringe playoff team. Well, it, I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's a double edged question, right? Where yes, they they theoretically have the horses and and you know the the open cap, whatever you want to call it, to make themselves a playoff contender. Do I believe Jason Botterill will pull it off? No, but like, is it possible? Definitely. So I guess it's it depends on if you're asking me. Do I think it's realistic? No, because I have no faith in the GM, but. Do I believe it's doable, you know, considering the amount of space they have and, and what's, you know, kind of setting up here? Sure, I do. Okay, so <laughs> here's what I'll just simply say this. Be warned with your cap space. Mm-hmm. You have to pay Reinhardt, Olofsson, uh, Asplund, Montour, Pilot, Darlene, Yoki Haru, Allmark, Olofsson. Did I say Olofsson yet? You did. Thompson. I think that's everybody. Yeah, let me, uh, let me the next make something years. Let me make something clear. I'm oh, not advocating. Middle stat, for, too. Middle stat. Meh. But, like, yeah, let me make something clear. I'm not, I'm not advocating for spending in free agency. That's not – I think they, they have the ability to – No, I'm not even saying spending in free agency, but the ability to make a trade. But if you're going to – Yeah. Don't expect them to t- – Make a trade for like three guys with big contracts, either. Like, no, 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 no. that, that, I, you I just can still make one or two, though. You can, of course, sure. of course, yeah, because you're still getting of rid of them. I just want to, I just want to caution people that, like, oh, look at all this cast space they're going to have. Like, that, 
it, it's you just want to say you're you're not seeing six new forwards next year, right? Exactly. I got you. You get to start paying people, that money is going to go pretty quick. Yeah. Um. Same page. Seattle, baby. Cap's going to go up. Uh, yeah, which they take Lawrence Pilot off you, and then you can cry stop about it. that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Why you got to hurt me? Chad's back, baby. Yep. Chad's back, baby. Uh, Alex, let's go over. <laughs> All right, I forgot to tell you. So the next two questions are people that are about fed up as Anthony is. Alex <laughs> says, <laughs> let's go over some future GM options. <laughs> Any ideas? Interested in a president of hockey ops? Anyone catch your eye for the inevitable eight, o- eight overall pick? <laughs> um, to be my, honest, my, my GM is Miroslav Shatan. I've been very clear about that. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be a former Saber, so yeah, go find yeah. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but maybe the Chris Rangers. Like, I was about to say the Rangers like yeah. Chris Drurigo. Maybe that's an option. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. It's really they went to GM because unless they really go off off the cliff here, I don't think he's going anywhere. Anyways, um, draft wise, to be honest. Um, it's actually later in the season than normal when I start looking. Um, so I'm not, I'm not there yet either. I'll give too much credit. They kept me off a little bit here. But uh, I really like Lucas Raymond, um, player team Sweden. Uh, the kid just looks dynamite. Um, the German kid, Stuchli, is another guy who could be interesting. Yes. He's a top 10 pick. Um, there's some guys there. Um, there's the um, – I can't think of his name now. The kid out of uh, is it Switzerland. Um, I can't think of his name now, but um, maybe he's next year. I don't know. I can't think of his name, but there's some guys there. It's it's a lot of forwards. Um, Askarov is in there as a goaltender, but I think his real junior kind of hurt him. Um, Jamie Drysdale is a defense that's in there. Uh, but what you'll want to do uh, to fully prepare yourself for the initial draft, um, if you're thinking about that, is you want to go through the draft prospects, um, find a defenseman that plays for the U.S. national team, um, is going to go to college and then scout him because that's the guy Bottle is going to want. Especially if his ceiling um, is super low and his floor is high, um, that's the guy he's going to pick. So scout, defenseman, U.S. national team, um, that's going to be a Jason Bottle role pick because, you know, he can't get enough defenseman. I will say, that if they have a top 10 pick and Bottle picks a defenseman, I, I might go <laughs> – might throw a rock through a window at the arena. Like he's not going to pick a defenseman. He's going to pick a goalie. No, if they pick Askarov too. They mm-hmm. don't. Just stop. No, you can't. So I should just tie these two together. But Michael did say after Bots gets fired this offseason, is Ralph given president of hockey ops? And who's your dream GM replacement? So, uh, president of hockey ops. I don't know. Uh, dream, dream GM replacement is they get um, Tulski to come from Carolina, but uh, yes. like, Tulski's pointing and laughing at the Sabres only that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally pointing and laughing via yeah. Twitter. Tulski would be amazing. That's fantastic. I do you uh, think, no, but hang on. I have a question. Can I do a fan question for Chad? Yeah, sure. Because I'm a fan of Chad's, obviously. Um, do you, <laughs> I'm a fan of yours too. Sometimes. Thanks. Anthony's right, right back into the. Uh, Behavioral mode, which head back. <laughs> Daddy, <Hi>. no. <laughs> Can I please ask a question? Pop, 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 pop. I'd like a question, please. <laughs> um, do you, okay. Under or over fifty percent chance Terry Pagula knows who Tolski is. Under. Yep, I know. I agree. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. 
It's not even debatable. <laughs> he has no idea who he is. Great. <laughs> if you ask Terry Pagula who Eric Tolsky is, he will ask in just easy two-second response, is he Josh Allen's friend? That is, is, <laughs> <laughs> is he from Wyoming? Sounds like one of those kids from Wyoming. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a God. kid who fills the waters on the sidelines. Yeah. Yikes. Zero. Like, he had like a 2% chance. Maybe okay. less than that. Okay. That sucks. All righty. Like, any Four. of those guys. Like, does he, does he have any idea who, like, Mandricky is? Like, A.C. Thomas? He has no idea who any of those guys are. A.C. Thomas, that's the kid from Saved by the Bell. A.C. <laughs> Slater, you tool. <laughs> no, no shit. I'm saying it was as if I was Terry Pagula. Yeah. It was, it was in the point of view of Pagula. I'm caught laughing over here. Oh, man. <laughs> you thought it? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, how little, that's, that's, how little, that's how little Chad thinks of me. <laughs> no, you dildo. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Well, <laughs> next. All right. Four to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Costello had a question about Luke and in that you answered. So moving on to the last four. I'll go to uh, Anthony on this one. G Man, any insight or predictions on Erod Purgatory issue? He made the hmm. exact same request <laughs> as Bogo and may have been more justified doing so, yet seems blackballed for it. I don't want to talk about Erod must play rant. He's been bad, but it just seems odd to me. I've talked about it enough, to be honest. So if Anthony wants to talk about it, go for it. You can yeah, go on Twitter and see my thoughts. Right. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I think I think I've talked about it a lot. I mean, it. I'm not going to be heartbroken about Evan Rodriguez not being in the lineup. What is going to bother me, though, is the kind of like double standard and not using him the right way. And then, I don't know, not playing him consistently in a brand new system and scratching your head as to why he's not producing the same metrics as he did last year. So They've, they've handled him poorly, but again, he's a bottom six guy, so I'm not like broken up about it. But at the same time, like use your assets the right way, please, if you ever want to be a competent franchise. That's, I'll leave it at that because I, I like, like Chad, I'm, I'm probably nauseated from talking about it so much. I'm Rodriguez out. Yep. Maybe he gets flipped for a fourth round and then you don't have Great. anymore. When he's awesome on Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Christian had a question about odds that Pilot finally stays up. And you guys both said he's probably gone as soon as McCabe. Yeah, I think we hit on that. Comes one. back. So two to go, two to go. And these are fun ones. I'll leave the ones you guys uh, super prepared for last. So Steven asked favorite hockey movie out of Slapshot, Miracle, Goon, Youngblood, or Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks 2, baby. Trinidad and Tobago. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty I'm- hard to beat. I, I do, you know, it's funny, and I know it's not like a, a classic hockey movie, but I love Goon. I really do enjoy it. It's entertaining. I've got a real soft spot for Miracle. I think it's yeah, it's like Miracle's Bill's movie. Yeah. Pick 69, it'll be hilarious. Is that number available? I just love his character. <laughs> I don't know. Why'd you want to play college hockey? Is it obvious <laughs> for the girls? <laughs> uh, righty. Last one. I'll let you two have at it. Kevin, if you had the power to offer the following two contracts right now, would you? And he prefaced it with you could do zero, one, or both. Olafson at five for 5.75 and Larson at three, four, three. All right, Anthony, you want to go first? I'm going to go first. No, I'd like you to go first. Mr. Doesn't copy me. 
No, I'm oh, me. <laughs> Chad goes on a five minute answer. Anthony, I agree with everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just Why am I getting singled out here? Uh, Chad's that's, back. That's you get for cursing four hundred times last week. You can punish me. I, I guess that's fair. <laughs> um. All right. So it was three for three for Olafson, or no, I'm sorry, for Larson, and then five point five seven five for Olafson, right? Yep. Five for five. Five for five seven five. Okay, got it. Uh, all right, so we'll start with Larson. I think he's easy. So the Larson deal I would do, you know, it, it's funny. I tweeted it, um, his ISO impacts from uh, Micah's site, and I was telling Anthony about it during one of the break here is <laughs> his offensive impact went from a plus 3.8% in 2018-19 to a plus 11.1% in 1920, which is an astronomical jump in terms of positive forward impact. So you kind of have that working in your favor, and, you know, he's played better this season. so. No, that's good. That, that's that's he's been really good this year, I think, defensively and offensively. So, you know, you can't really complain. And I think if he leaves, um, you know, you're, they're going to miss him in ways that maybe don't show up. Um, I don't want to put this. Um, ugh, I think it'll only be hurt him defensively. Uh, I, I think there will be situations where. Um, the fourth line won't be as good in terms of puck possession. So, yeah, I mean, I would give him three times three. I mean, if you're looking at comparable contracts, J.B., go Riley Nash, Lars Eller, Nick Benino, Derek Ryan. Assuming that all agree, Larson is probably as good, if not better, than most of those players. So, yeah, he's 27 years old. Give him his money. Let him be your fourth-line guy who could step up. I mean, Kevin on Twitter, and I'm with him. I mean, <laughs> when Skinner comes back, like, Throw him back with Skinner. Like that worked for a little bit. They have really good numbers. They scored. Like, do that again. I know the log line is their thing, but I would be opposed to that. So Larson's pretty easy for me. Olsen's a tough one because you know, I, I'm Mr. Get the value contract when you can. But uh yeah, I was trying to find a comparable contract and it was hard because not a lot of guys kind of step right into the league and you know produce the way he has. You know, you have Andres Janssen that last year really scored 20 goals and he got um, I think it was three times three, and then you had Kapanen, or maybe it was three times three point two, and Kapanen was three times three point four. Casper uh, Kapanen with Toronto, so you know those are two comparables within the three million dollar range. And then there's Timo Meyer, but he has two years of a twenty one goal and a thirty goal, and he got six million for four years. So it's I don't know. It's funny. That I think Kevin. I'd be curious to know if he does work on this, and he specifically picked that number. Um, maybe he'll reply back or listen to this, but uh, uh I I would say I would definitely do a Larson, and I think I want to try to get Olson for less. Um, now he's twenty four years old, so he becomes a free agent at twenty seven. So if you give him five years, you have to buy two years of unrestricted free agency. So maybe, maybe he's at five and to get those two years of free agency you need to go to 7.5 but i think i'm just being picky like i would say i'll do five for five but what's the difference then just go 0.75 so realistically i'd probably do both contracts but all of a sudden i might try to get a little bit cheaper if i could yeah so there there's one of two ways i guess i I, to interpret the question and i i think kevin is just saying do you pull the trigger right this second and I, I'm hoping the alternative wasn't or let them walk. 
You know what I mean? I guess. I'm really quickly to answer the question right this second. I, I would yeah. say yes, I would do both. Right this second, yes, I would do both. Like, wait, so, so the the other the consequence being they walk if you don't do it right this second, right? Is that how I'm understanding it? Well, Larson's a unrestricted agent, so he would walk. No, I understand. And then, um, I would guess, right? Yeah, so that's, would, if, let's go about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the alternative, that's why you have to, you trade Olson and Larson walks to make it realistic. Fine. Then, then I make, I make it rain on both deals. I think they're fair enough for me to get away with. However, if you're asking, if I still have the ability to, you know, I guess the way I'm looking at those deals is I think for both of them, those numbers are the max they'll probably be able to justify at the end of the year. So, would I do it right the second? Probably not. I'd probably so wait till me, the end. Let me jump if in I can, do it this way. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Quickly. Um, I, I think I'm kind of trying to jump in Kevin's head here, but let's do it this way. Larson's agent, Olson's agent, walk in your office. You're mm. the, man, general manager, the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres. They throw these contracts on your desk right now and mm. say, our client will sign these contracts right now. What do you say to them? I guess just, knowing, just knowing everything. It's not like you have to trade Olson. You just that, so I'll be, I, I have the ability the at the end question. of the year to negotiate again. I think I, I mm-hmm. think that's the official question is right now. Boom. They're on your desk right now. Or what they say to you is these are the contracts right now, but in the summer, these go away and we're renegotiating. So you could have to pay more. You, you could, but I don't know that either of those. Well, it's dollars. a gamble, right? That, that's, it, that's the gamble. Because I feel like those are the high end of, of what they could like. Larson, maybe not, but what if Olsen comes back and somehow gets to 30 still and, and only plays. Well, that's, and, that, and that's the funny thing where, where you were, you seem more sure about Larson and I'm the other way yeah. in that scenario where I would rather just lock a bullets. And because of that, he's got the shot. He's getting better at five on five. You know what I mean? He's, I don't see him falling off. It's just, he doesn't seem like the type of player who, whose impacts are going to just fall off at some point. You know what I mean? The skills he has are, are consistent skills in my opinion. Well, I don't it's think interesting because if you saw my tweet, he's little, he's little Patrick line in him. I, he does. Right? He does for sure. But, I mean, so you have to bank that's on. Where eventually go. Yeah. You have to bank on that. And I'm not making an argument against signing Olson. This is you bank on him. Part of this five conversation five. is you. I mean, and you could do because he has a shot. And if you have the shot, you can outshoot as Lina has done mm-hmm. uh, your negative impacts. But if you don't score, well, then you're a hindrance to your team. At five, yeah, but, five. But, but looking at the dollars, though, Chad, five point seven five four years from now is going to be nothing. Well, right. So yeah, I may. That's why I'm I'm fine with that deal. But if you're looking at Johan Larson, who currently makes one point five million, and contracts in the NHL are heavily heavily weighted toward point production, I don't three million is is his ceiling in my opinion. Like if they think he's going to get more than that on the open market, like good luck. But he's not going. I don't think he would. And I I don't. I don't need to lock him up right now because at the end of the year, it might go up by a couple decimal points. Like, cause in my opinion, it would probably go down a little bit. And I just, if his agent has a realistic view of what the market will give a guy like Johan Larson, I don't think he's going to get 3 million a year. Let me see something really quick or I offer something here. So hold on. Hopefully my phone doesn't die at 1%. Um, so Nick Benino. He scored 18 goals last year in Pittsburgh, but he had 37 points, so that's higher than I thought it would be. So let's check out um, Derek Ryan, see where he – but he was unrestricted free agent, but still, I guess Larson's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So I'm just trying to get – I'm trying to get some guys here who are at his value. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I guess, area, you could say. Um, what did Ryan have his free agent here? Let's see. 15, 15 goals, 38 points. So, again, on pace to score more than Larson, but not by a lot. And the last guy I want to check is Jay Beagle because he got that crazy contract. I mean, it's interesting because, like, do you want to pay Larson, a guy you talked about, around the same amount of money as Andreas Johansson got? But it's different ones going on restricted free agency ones in RFA. You know what I mean? No, I do. I do. That's why it's an interesting question. You know what I mean? There's no, like, cut and dry answer. So Beagle, the year before, he got paid a lot of money. Well, not a lot of money, but he got essentially the same contract, three years, $3 million in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It's seven goals and 22 points. Fair. He also had a Stanley Cup run. I mean, that matters, I think. I don't know. Uh, to these, was... to some of these GMs. And, and by the way, you, I think we both yeah, agree right. Beagle got vastly overpaid. Right. Right. So I guess that comes so, back to answering the question. Yeah, I guess if, if, if they think there's going to be that one team to go crazy, then okay. I don't so, know. So your answer is you would do Olofsson now, but not. Larson. Probably not, but but again, if Larson's basically telling me like this has to happen like now, you know what I mean, or I walk or I test the market, then I'm doing it. But if if he's still going to be open, you know what I mean, to to negotiating at the end of the year, I'm probably going to take my chances. I mean, I'm bringing back Johan Larson. It's just a matter of, I mean, what's the worst that happens there if I can negotiate at the end of the year? His ass goes up to like three point two. You know what I mean? I just feel yeah, like right. he is going to be the high side of his value one way or another. So we're talking about hedging our bets, but. I mean, I, f- I feel like I'm, the delta of risk, you know what I mean, is, is lopsided a little bit with that number. So if I'm being a shrewd GM who's who's going to, you know what I mean, get the best value, I think I might wait on Larson. But for, for Olofsson, I, I really, really do feel like that contract's going to look like a bargain just from what I've seen from him, how he's developed so far, and, you know, just how he continues to look good with Jack Eichel. It's, you know what I mean? It's all good things. So. Yeah. Um, I guess that's where I stand on it. But but again, though, if it was like a mandate situation where sign this today or trade me slash I walk, you know what I mean? Then I'm doing them both. So what about you? You don't have to go into any detail if you don't want to. But what would you do? Like Olsen, he's got the shot. So you know you're at least going to get point production. So I don't think value is ever going to be too far off from that at that point. Uh, and then Larson, I think, like we were saying before, I mean, before that injury a couple of years ago, he looked he was like he was playing really well. He was scoring. I think he's finally starting to get back to that point. So, I mean, three for three, I think maybe that's fine for what he can do. And if he can even step up and be a centerman for Skitter when injuries happen, hopefully your team's a lot deeper down the road. But, uh, yeah, I think those two I am fine with. Fair enough. That's funny, though. Anthony, though, saying a shrewd GM made me say, uh, I was thinking about, would you even say you were trying to be a cap genius? <laughs> <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Well, that was the last question. Yes, sir. That's a wrap. All righty. So then we will get into our spiel here and end this bad boy. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at BTB Hockey, uh, Anthony at Chandra Sports, myself at CMD Minnesota, Bill at Bill Shockey. Uh, make sure you're following Die by the Blade for excellent Sabres content and where you'll find our podcast as well. Uh, rate, share, subscribe, uh, leave comments on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. And yeah, I think that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Uh felt good to be back and talk a little bit of hockey and get a little reprieve from uh dealing with a two week old. So I appreciate that. And I don't know. Hopefully we get some uh 
some wins here. I so I don't want to be out of it by January. Like I don't want to start watching draft stuff. So <laughs> let's <laughs> give me another month of hockey here, and then we'll see where we go from there. So that's a wrap this week, and then we'll be back next week. So for Chad, Bill, and Anthony, thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.